Welcome to the Diving Pod. I'm Heath Calhoun. And I am Aaron Rooney. And this prod- podcast is brought to you by Sideline Scout. Um, we all know how amazing of a tool Sideline Scout is, whether it's the Poolside Live or the actual Scout box. But today, I just wanted to mention how incredibly helpful the team is between Steven and Barry and Ben. They are always eager and happy to answer any questions and walk you through step-by-step. They make the setup so easy. And if you have a question, they are like excited. They're excited to field your phone calls and make sure that you are optimizing that piece of technology to its fullest potential. And uh, not enough can be said about those three amazing people. Um, And we were fortunate enough to have one of them here. Barry was down here at the Moss Farms uh, 2028 and beyond skills camp, which we're going to talk about throughout this episode. So make sure you get over to sidelinescout.com. Use our, our, uh, link tree, you know, route in Instagram. That kind of helps us out a little bit there to make sure that they know that we're spreading the good word of sideline scout and, um, doing that thing. And yeah, Heath, what are we going to talk about this episode? All right, so uh, so we are actually sitting here still in Moultrie, Georgia. We uh, fly out at 6 a.m., so we felt it was important to, while it was fresh in our minds, just kind of recap for those of you who were not able to be here, and we know a lot of you wanted to be here, just weren't able to for whatever reason. Um, we want to recap what happened um, and tell you why you should be at the next one. So, Aaron, if you want to get us started. Yeah, we had an excellent turnout. We were, uh, it was a little unclear what we were going to get um we had about 75 people in total show up and that was absolutely incredible a testament to how tight and close-knit our diving community and group is um it was unbelievable to see that kind of reception um like i said we were we were drew likes to use the words uh creative process and we were piecing this thing together and more details were coming out. So we didn't really know kind of until we were here and we were constantly editing and changing and making it better even day by day uh, based on the previous day. So to have 75 people with, you know, frankly, not super, super abundantly clear information out there, it was incredible. And the experience was second to none. I mean, this ended up being one of the best events that's probably ever happened um, in terms of coaches education and athlete education and just fundamentals is phenomenal. Yeah. So um, Aaron kind of mentioned it a little bit as far as who was involved in this. Um, primarily it was Drew Johansson, Andrew Capobianco, John Fox, Tom Gim, and then Dr. Megan Nyer, uh, who has been on the podcast before. Um, so the first four served as the primary coaches for any skills and drills that were done, as well as the evaluators. Um, and Dr. Nyer did a presentation on some sports psychology or performance um, counseling um, that she would give to the athletes and the coaches as well. Um, and just just incredible. All the kids got to work with every single coach pretty evenly. Uh, maybe Aaron can correct me if I'm wrong, but honestly, it was very even. Everybody got to work with Drew, Andrew, John and Tom pretty evenly. Um, which I just think is incredible. I think as a former athlete, and I would love to hear Aaron's experience. Sometimes you go to big camps and you hope to work with the big time coach there and you don't always get to because there might be too many kids or how they split the groups. So I think it's pretty incredible that they were able to evenly distribute the kids and everybody got access to all the coaches evenly. 
Yeah. And not only that, but, um, you know, a lot of coaches brought their own athletes and those coaches were able to, you know, stick with those athletes and then not only, you know, follow along and watch what they were doing, but listening to these coaches explain what I'll talk about next, the seven steps and implement them and what to look for, what to give corrections on. And, um, it was, it was really cool to see the coaches kind of light up when their athletes are on the board, you know, Drew Johansson is coaching them and they're able to just simply listen and be a fly on the wall and listen to what he has to say and try to adopt that same, um, same coaching technique, but going further, you know, what we, what we totally based this on, and this was Drew Johansson opening up his playbook and he was incredibly willing to share, which was excellent. But the seven steps of diving, each dive has seven steps based on this playbook. And those seven steps are approach, takeoff. You forget them? Did I forget them? I think you did. I don't know. I'm on the <laughs> spot right now. It, it's been a long couple of days. But no, we have approach. We have takeoff. We have connection. We have spot. We have come out. We have adjust for entry and we have the entry, right? So those seven steps, each dive has those seven steps incorporated with it, right? So fronts and backs, obviously the approach is a little bit different, um, but in every single dive, those are the foundations. That is what every dive has. And that is what he was explaining, whether we were doing fronts, backs, inwards, reverses, twisters, we were working through those seven steps and testing on those seven steps. Um, and then specifically what to look for in each one. And it made, frankly, the diving easier and the coaching easier. You know, let's say we were working on approaches. You don't have to look at the dive. You don't have to look at the end result. And a lot of times us coaches, we are all guilty, myself, especially of overcoaching. Okay. Let's fix this in the hurdle. Let's fix this in the connection. Let's fix this in the come out. And then this on the entry. This way of coaching lets you break it down into, I'm going to watch one part of this dive and I'm only going to watch the approach. And here's what I saw. Here's what we're missing. And your job becomes easier as a coach because you don't have to watch the entire thing. You're looking at one specific part. And um, for the divers, it was the same kind of thing. We got questions all the time. Hey, what are we testing here? And it wasn't, you know, the entry or how the dive looked in the air if we were testing the approach. So the divers had a lot of freedom to kind of experiment and they didn't have to stress out about, oh, I'm diving in front of Drew Johansson. This needs to be perfect. It was like, no, all I'm looking at is, is this specific part of the dive on the approach. So the divers were excited about that and it, it opened it up for the entire camp. Like anybody could have been the winner of any event, which I was a huge fan of. It's an even playing field for, you know, all of the athletes, whether you're on the U S elite team or you're a high school diver looking to get some, some more um, knowledge and experience. So it was, it was phenomenal. Absolutely. So Aaron kind of touched on the testing um, we tested for a lot of those seven steps. Um, and I think I think what will come from this podcast and what will come from the camp kind of getting out there on social media and people talking about it is a lot of people are going to ask like, well, what did you do? 
Well, our answer is simple. Come to the next one and find out because the goal is to do this in the future. We'll touch on that a little bit later. Um, but I would tell you, highly encourage you get to one of Drew's camps, get to what we hope to have is more 2028 and beyond camps in the future and skills camps. And you'll be able to see what the coaches were coaching, how they evaluated um, and what they were looking for. Um, and I think the biggest thing to really stress that was very different about this camp um, is this was a skills-based camp. Um, I do not believe there was one new dive done at all this weekend. Um, and I think that's very, very, very unique than pretty much every other camp in America. Um, now, that's not to say that every other camp in America doesn't go over skills and drills. They absolutely do. And there are some great camps out there. But there's not a lot of other camps that only focus on skills and drills. Um, there, there was no new dives thrown. There was no um, stress to have to do a new dive or work towards that. But these skills and those seven steps that the coaches focused on with the athletes will build up those basics. So when you do go to the next camp that does work on new skills or you go to your next practice, those new skills are going to be easier and better the first time you try them. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that as well, Aaron? Yeah, it was interesting and and kind of awesome that Drew just kept hammering home. Hey, we're not doing any new dives here. This is not a place for new dives. And so the, the whole room and the whole atmosphere was let's learn these little things and interact with each other and do the basics well and work through the seven steps to get as many of those um, better as possible. And, and, you know, a philosophy of Drew that we have kind of found is that, you know, nothing's truly ever mastered, right? He likes to say that we have these tools and we're constantly sharpening our toolbox. And, um, you know, once you sharpen a tool, you, you can't just forget about it and say, well, it'll always be sharp forever. And that was just a really fun um, thing to hear from, from such an elite coach like that. Um, but we're going to go over a couple of highlights. You know, we, we each wrote down a list of things that we thought were kind of the highlights of the week. So I'll, I'll start with Heath. What do you think there, man? So uh, I think some of the highlights for me were, uh, to be quite honest, some of just the goofiness of the camp was very, very fun. Um, I think because it was very structured, it also allowed for when there was free time, it was laid back. So um, you know, some of the things that were really cool were, were um, a lot of the Moss Farms divers play uh, this really popular game that I also play called Pokemon Go. <laughs> and uh, it became like a really big thing. So we ended up playing a bunch of raids and like that just be kind of became an ongoing joke. I think at one point, um, Aaron was announcing an event and he was making fun of one of the Moss Farms divers for cheating in Pokemon Go. Um so like that was really fun, just kind of seeing everybody just kind of be themselves and not be in a ultra competitive mindset. Um, and just the joy everybody had was pretty cool. Um, there was a little bit of trash talking more so between siblings and or teammates, um, which was really fun. There was a lot of fun with uh, the announcing that Aaron and I got to do um, getting to interact with those athletes and just get to be around them and see them work on these things that are just so neat that they get to work with these coaches and see the smiles and the joy they get from it. Um, and then my biggest and last takeaway before we hand it over to Aaron is 
I think uh, the way it was structured just to give the coaches some, the people that are listening, some semblance of an idea, there were four stations, um, a three meter and a one meter. There were two, three meters and two one meters on one side of the pool. And then on the other side was the other three meters, the other one meters and a tower. Um, so there were four stations, essentially two, three meter stations, two, one meter stations. And the coaches would be assigned with a group and they would be allowed to float around behind the other coaches that were actually coaching versus attending to learn. And then what was awesome was if say John Smith did a front dive and he was working on his adjust to entry, I, as a coach could have said, Hey, Drew, what are you looking for? And Drew was so open. All of the coaches, Drew, John, Tom, and Andrew were so open and they were so good at not only coaching the athletes, but also making sure you got your question answered, um, which we did a lot of, and maybe we'll touch on after the highlights of the classroom sessions, but just the openness from all of the coaches and being willing to share and give their opinion. And I think that's a big takeaway is just, um, those four great uh, coaches don't have the mindset of like, this is the only way to do it, but they really believe in their process and how it can apply to anything you want to do. Um, and I think that was excellent to see as a young coach. So I would really advocate for anybody to come and see what I mean if you have any questions. But Aaron, what were your highlights? Uh, yeah, I just, I'm a big fan of listening. I'm a big fan of listening and learning. And the first time we came down to Moss Farms, we were introduced to the seven steps. And I have taken that back to Alexandria, Minnesota and adopted that. And so the first time I was exposed, my brain was exploding. And then now after bringing that language back to my town, uh, and then coming back here, listening to it all kind of for a second time, I'm definitely um, able to follow a little bit better and understand what they're saying and notice what they are also noticing, uh, mainly being Drew, John, Tom, and Andrew. So that was really fun for me. Also, just like the deck atmosphere was so much fun. He touched on it, but, you know, watching the divers, you know, run to the showers because it's cold in Moultrie in the morning and cold is like 68 degrees, which in Minnesota right now, even though I realize I'm not there, that is a warm day. That is hot right now. And so I was in my element in the morning and then in the afternoon when the sun's beating down and it's 90, I felt like my skin was melting and everybody was giving me a hard time especially he throw me wearing sunscreen. I don't know why he does you're, not like that. You're not allowed to wear sunscreen in Moultrie, Georgia. I don't get that. It's man. a rule. That's a really, really bad rule. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, you know, he mentioned a little trash talk on the microphones while we were announcing. And the, I feel like the parents were having a good time. The athletes were having a good time. The coaches were having a good time. Obviously uh, the, uh, the, the leaders, you know, John, Drew, Tom, Andrew, they were kind of catching these inside jokes and everybody, it was just fun, right? We're all divers. We're all out there. We're all kind of weird. And there were 75 of us all in the same space thinking similarly and just being ourselves. It was just that the atmosphere is just so much fun. Um, another big one for me was just the openness from Drew and Andrew. And he touched on that. You know, they made sure that our questions got answered and they really did an excellent job of, hey, I have divers on the board. However, board, timeout, 
I have to answer this question. I'm going to do it in a, in a, you know, as quick as I can, but make sure I get the question answered and then, you know, bring their focus right back to the athletes in the water. And it was, I mean, it was seamless. And I feel like that is sometimes a little bit rare, you know, when you get those top tier coaches like that, um, I'm not speaking from experience there. I just, I, maybe that's just a general kind of feeling a little bit of a fear that, you know, if you have a question, it won't get answered or they don't hear it, or they won't remember after the practice, if that's how they want to address it. Uh, but those guys did a phenomenal job. And I mean, not enough can be said about that. Absolutely. So um, moving forward, I think it's awesome to get to mention um, Gibson Stuckey. Um, this was a little bit of the um, money that was made from this are actually going to go to be able to uh, help out with anything he needs for the games for Gibbs um, fundraiser that's going on in the area. For those of you that didn't listen, um, this young man qualified for junior nationals, getting ready to go, had just a, a, uh, a horrible ATV accident that he's working through some stuff and anything we could were able to do to help support was awesome. Awesome. Gibson was able to make it down and, uh, you know, I, Mr. Stuckey, we were fortunate to get to talk to his dad and, you know, he's going, Gibson's going through some stuff and I think he was smiling the entire time. And I actually asked him, I'm like, how do you stay so positive? He's like, I don't know. But his dad said, uh, all the other negative emotions are just wasted energy. And it's like, man, that's pretty profound for a, uh, a young man, Gibson's age. So we're just always thinking of him. If you can throw him in your thoughts and prayers, sending good vibes your way because, or his way, excuse me, because he would be the first person to do it for you guys. That'll mean a lot. So awesome to get to see him. Great to get to uh, maybe help support a cause that we're really excited about. So, yeah, it was cool to see Gibby back. Um, love that young man. Not enough can be said about his attitude. And um, we used resilience as kind of a buzzword. It gets thrown around a lot, but you know, he is the definition of that. So way to go, Gibby. We love you, man. Keep fighting the fight and keep that uh, mental attitude as strong as it is. Um, going forward, we do plan on doing um, 2028 and beyond camps in the future. Um, you know, each day we had a little debrief with the coaches and what worked, what didn't work. The, the, that was one of the fun things for me as well as everybody in this room enjoys failure and we enjoy working through things that do work things that don't work things that could be changed could be modified edited made better um, streamlined for efficiency and um, you know we did that each day it looked a little bit slightly different you know our timeline stayed fairly similar but we realized you know sometimes you just need to adjust and that's that creative process that Drew was talking about and everybody bought into that on the coaching staff. So that was really, really fun to kind of, you know, have our, have our structure, but also be able to be a little flexible. And I think that just encompasses dive coaching in general. Um, you know, you can have your season plans, you can have your periodization, but you, it, you can't be super overly rigid in it. You have to be willing to adjust and change and, um, uh, just go forward with that. So again, we are planning on doing this in the future. Um, we will release dates. We will release times. We will release everything you guys need. I feel like once we do this the second time around, it'll be a whole lot easier to get the information out there because we've done it now. We have a tiny little bit of a shell outline of what worked. And um, you know, from, from here on out, I just feel like the information will flow a lot more um, 
at least a lot earlier so that, you know, you can get flights booked in and out, um, that kind of thing. So we're really excited to continue to do this. Um, you know, it's, it's just been an insanely amazing experience. And I told Heath on a few of our car rides to and from the pool, I feel like we don't really have a seat at the table yet. However, we're able to like help serve the meal and we're, we're at this, at this dining setting with some of these unbelievable people that we never expected to even meet. And now we can call um, friends in the diving world and, and lean on them. And it's, it's incredible. And the openness was unbelievable. What else, what else do you think Heath? Yeah. So just maybe a few closing thoughts before we move forward. Um, Just for those of you who weren't able to be here, just so you know how it ran over the course of three days, Friday, we started at 8 a.m. I think it was a three-hour session. Um, we had a break for lunch. We had another th- about two-and-a-half, three-hour session. And then we had a two-hour session in a classroom where uh, Drew was able to go over some video, go over the skills we were working on, show show the athletes' video, and really start an open forum um, to ask questions. Um, Saturday mimicked that uh, with one s- slight but major um, change with – um, Andrew actually did about a 45 minute to an hour practice with Drew, um, in water belts. So it was great because Aaron, Aaron had mentioned it really, really well because, um, because, um, um, Aaron was able to, or excuse me, Andrew was able to, uh, just dive, excuse me. Um, and Drew coached, which was awesome super 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 awesome to just get to watch those two interact together um just great and then saturday or sunday we just finished out the camp with some practices um there was a coach's round table which was excellent and you've seen these if you've been to other camps um but it was just really a great discussion for the coaches to sit down and share so again really excited moving forward um which actually brings us to our next subject um it's pretty awesome to see that we were able to get all these coaches together for a coaches clinic camp that hasn't happened in a long time. And ironically enough, uh, the PDCA, which is the professional diving coaches association, correct. Um, They're actually doing a a symposium as well. And that's going to be all online. Um, So you can check them out on Facebook. I think it's PDCA. Um, You can search for them. Um, They've been blasting it out. We will probably most likely start sharing that um, coming tomorrow or Tuesday to hopefully get more people to that for them. Um, They have an amazing lineup of speakers. Amazing. Um, So please check that out. It's actually extremely cost effective. I believe it is $75 if you are a member of the PDCA and $150 if you are a non-member. So just an incredible opportunity to gain some more knowledge and some more information um and really looking forward to that one as well i'll be on those as well and aaron will probably check them out as well so more information is never a bad thing so i really would encourage people to go over and check that out um coaches parents athletes i don't know if it's necessarily going to be super athlete um geared i think it's going to be more aimed at coaches but give it check it out and see if it might have some information you're interested in yeah. And those guys have been supporting us too. Uh, you know, we're on their email blast. They just kind of summarize everything that's happening in the world of diving and like we're trying to do as well here. So it's cool to see them throwing some love our way. We're going to obviously do the same back. So that was exciting. Um, 
you know, from a, from a different uh, sponsor perspective, Cowling Robards, we haven't talked about them in a while. That is my family's company. We do screen printing and embroidery, um, all customized, all uh, done in-house. So, you know, if you want to reach out and you want uh, t-shirts for your team, hats for your team, feel free to send us an Instagram message or our email. I'll mention that later, but uh, I'd love to work with you guys. Um, I have such a passion for the diving community and, you know, anytime I can take something away from custom ink, I'm a little, uh, I give myself a high five on that one and those kind of things, um, make it possible for us to come to these events. You know, I have a full-time day job and anytime I'm away from that, I feel like I create more work for myself uh, by being gone. Uh, we're kind of in our crazy busy season right now, but I always will have time for the diving community. And that is my goal is to serve this community in my day job and my fun coaching job. So the more that I can get involved with you, the more I'm going to be able to spend coming to pools to make a delivery um, or going to big events because I know there's a potential for a new customer, new client. Um, along those lines, we did have hats for sale down here. I brought 35 of them with us and we are totally out. So that was pretty cool. Uh, we felt the love on that. It was awesome seeing all the hats, um, roaming around the pool deck and we're bringing a little Alexandria, Minnesota down to Moultrie, Georgia. So that was super, super fun for those of you who were at the camp. Um, I do apologize. I sent, I shipped a whole bunch of t-shirts and hoodies and they just never got here on time. So kind of a bummer. Um, but the, the intention was to have a full spread, not just the hats, but my message to you is if you want a t-shirt, you want a hoodie, whether you were at the clinic or you were not, uh, just let me know. Um, obviously our, our online store is up that has the t-shirts and hoodies on it. That's divingpod.itemorder.com. You can order there. That's very simple, very easy. If that doesn't work for you and you want, hey, you know, what what colors do you have, Aaron? What uh, what sizes you got? Send me an Instagram message. I'll be happy to reach out. Um, uh, you know, you can always reach out via email as well. We pretty much read those immediately. We try to respond within the day. So just let me know. Um, I'm kind of here for you, uh, the diving community, as I've said many times, it's, it's near and dear to me. So if I can help in that way and ease that burden, Hey, put me to work for you. I know that you want to be coaching and you don't want to be worrying about your t-shirt order or, or just figuring that part out for your team. So let me know. We'll be happy to hook you up. But, uh, other than that, what else we have, Heath? Um, I think, uh, one thing we're going to try to, uh, just throw in at the end or beginning potentially of the podcast is, uh, something we're going to try to see if you guys do, cause we want to get feedback from you guys is to do a review on either Spotify or the Apple podcast or whatever you listen to us on, because we will get, be able to see that and we can try to make it better. Um, as you guys hopefully have noticed, we've been doing intro music. That's one of the biggest things that we had had recommended to us. It took, uh, it took us a little bit to figure out how to use it uh, and add it in. Um, keep in mind, I'm a diving coach and Aaron uh, makes t-shirts and coaches diving. We're not audio or tech guys, but we're doing our best. Um, and I think you all understand that. We're very appreciative that you guys are uh, respectful that we uh, aren't the best tech guys and we're doing our best with what we can. Um, like, just so you all know, we're literally sitting at a table 
with the computer in front of us recording this side by side. So we don't get to do these too often. Um, you know, it's kind of the, the blessing of technology now and maybe some of the good things that came from COVID where Zoom became a bigger thing and it allowed us to be a little bit more connected and start to bring you guys some of this information. So um, like Aaron said, I think, uh, did you talk about them sending you ideas for garments or things that they might want to see the logo on? Yeah, yeah. Whether it's a diving pod item or your own personal item, just let me know what you'd like to see. I know uh, Trip. he, uh, I had to give him a little shout out. He wanted a bucket hat with the diving pod logo on it. So we're going to make a couple bucket hats. But uh, it doesn't stop there, you know. Just let me know what you're what you're thinking, and we'll we'll find a way. We'll figure it out. So usually this is Aaron's job, but <laughs> we'll see you next time.